Hi there, this is John. Hello, thank you for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. Today we'll be focused on wellness of the individual. This is about this is a personalized uh, teaching, and uh, today's topic is focused on wellness of body, mind, and soul. So I'll be reading from Psalms 80. Message translation. I read in Jesus' name. Listen, Shepherd, Israel, Shepherd, get all your Joseph's sheep together. Throw beams of light from your dazzling throne. So Ephraim, Benjamin, and Menasi can see where they are going. Get out of bed. You have slept long enough. Come on the run before it's too late. God, come back. Smile your blessing smile. That will be our salvation. God, the God of the angel Hermes, how long will you smother like a sleeping volcano while your people call for fire and brimstone? You put us on a diet of tears, bucket after bucket of salty tears you drink. You make us look ridiculous to our friends and our enemies poke fun day after day. God of angel Hermes, come back, smile. Your blessing smile that will be our salvation remember how you brought a young vine from egypt cleared out the brambles and briars and planted your very own vineyard you prepared the good health you planted our roots deep the vineyard filled the land your vine soared high and shaded the mountains even dwarfing giant cedars your vine ranged west to the sea, east to the river. So why do you no longer protect your vine? Trespassers pick its grapes at will. Wild pigs crash through and, cr- and crush it. And the mice nibble away at what's left. God of the angel armies turn our way. Take a good look at what happened and attend to this vine. Care for what you once tenderly planted. The vine you raised from a shoot and those who dare to set it on fire. Give them a look that would kill. Then take the hand of your once favorite child, the child you raised to adulthood. We will never turn our back on you. Breathe life into our lungs so we can shout your name. God, God of the angel Hermes, come back. Smile your blessing smiles. That will be our salvation. The word of the Lord. So, Several years ago, I remember, uh, I still have the book, um, it's about the Holy Spirit. I think I, that was where I got detailed teachings about what the body, mind, and soul entails, you know, it was by um, Kenneth Egan. So, many people are wondering what is the difference between the body, mind, and soul. The body is your earthly suit. The soul is a spiritual, um, is, is, is your spiritual identification suit, let me put it that way. Your mind is just a gateway between your body and soul. Um, for anything to be pushed, I'm trying to, because the way I learn things, I don't learn things verbatimly. So I explained where I understand that, so you can get it. The barest minimum.
so the point is this for your body to function op- optimally you need three things to be in place just like how the trinity works the holy trinity works whereby you have the god the father god the son god the spirit so you have body mind and soul so the soul is where uh, your spirit is housed right even when the holy spirit you know overs on you it's predominantly going to happen via your connection via your soul's connection to god's um heavenly being you know that's why you know when someone dies when the heavenly suit is exhausted you know what leaves your earthly suit is your soul your mind is just a gateway between the physical and the spiritual so the soul is spiritual the body is physical but the mind is a gateway in so many instances in the bible it was synonymously used with the with the heart i mean the mind the mind and the heart is synonymously used in the bible so if the spirit of god is going to come into your vessel to come via your soul that's why you have a spirit that is different from the spirit of god but that spirit of yours that you have is in the image of god originally so at the point whereby man thought unfair rather in the garden of eden the spirit the woman spirit and that image of god or the spirit of god became apart they became separated so that's when different anomalies began to happen you know so and that's what happens when human beings sin against god what happens is this your sin allows god to depart from you you know god cannot build iniquity so asking for forgiveness is to reapply for his uh express permission to come and take over your vessel uh reconciliation but reconciliation is not co- is not complete without chastisement and correction so once you say you, you say you want to um, forgive or based on how the spiritual laws work yes the grace of god avails you the opportunity to be forgiven and everything is wiped clean but the essence of forgiveness or the leverage of forgiveness is for us to be able to do better to be better to be able to respond to life better to be able to you know um overcome um realities that will have ended our progress you remember the cases of apostle peter where he denied jesus three times before the cock crowed in the morning prior when he was crucified you'd realize that the same peter after the spirit came upon them in the upper room you know was so bold and died for what he believed in do you understand that now same with other apostles that were in that room and that was where the early church 
or the conversation about the name a church began to be obvious that's why the, the name ecclesia began to be obvious in the old testament it was a temple setting there was a priest and or what they call prophet that or they have a resident prophet which are usually the priests of the temple and people take their burnt offerings and whatever offerings to them and they appease god for forgiveness of sins and they are wiped clean but in the new testament after the death and resurrection of jesus christ when you go to even the temple or the synagogue as it were you are going there um, to just convene with other people or like minds that believe in the same God. That's all. And why this is very important is this. Even in the upper room, that was like a church. That was like a setting up of a group of people who believed in God in a small quantity for empowerment, for them to be able to take care of the spiritual need of a larger quantity. So what happened there was a ripple effect of what we have to date, you know, uh, where God took, via Jesus Christ though, took 12 people, you know, and poured His Spirit upon them. And that revival is still yet to be recovered from today, globally, affecting all walks of life, you know. Many people may deny the efficacy of God's word. And I must say this because of I, have, I can attest to one thing I have noticed. Anytime God's word is not working, there's something in your life that is wrong. There's something in your life that's out of place. Is either your application of the word of God, or it can be from God, because his word will never return to involved. Or there's a seasonal delay by virtue of, you know, um, it could be by virtue of forces around you or man or this kind of thing. And there can be a purposeful delay from God. In other words, I would revert to the story of Joseph. You would realize that in the Bible, he went through the pits, prison, and palace, right? But the most important phase people don't realize is that through that phase of his life, there are one zillion ways God could have used him or taken him to that same palace. But in this context, the people that, you know, his environment could not contain that capacity that God has in him. So, for proper context, you need to understand this very, very well. If your environment does not allow you to blossom, stay away from such environment. I tell you this for free because I've seen, I've seen God lift me, and environment limit me. I've seen God, you know, do things for me that are out of this world, and I've seen environment limit the expression of that thing. So. And this is not about demonic stuff. This is about the fact that human beings have capacity to be agents of whomever they believe in. Or whether, you know, if you don't consciously accept the path of God, you, you would unconsciously accept the path of the devil. 
That's the truth. If you don't consciously accept the part of God, you will consciously, you'll be unconsciously, you unconsciously accept the part of the devil. That is the way life works. That's what the Bible says: Choose this day whom we will serve. You don't get to, de- to be dear, darling. You can choose to serve God and live a, a fulfilled life. A, a, a lot of people feel like accepting God in their life make them live a boring life. That's a big lie for the pit of hell. You can accept God in your life and live a buoyant life, a lively life, a life whereby you're popping. You get what I'm driving at. So the only thing is that you are guided. Your foot or your steps is guided by the lamp of God, which is the word of God. So your steps is ordered by God. Your thinking is ordered by God. The way you process life is ordered by God. The opportunities that come your way is ordered by God. Not every door is your door. So basically, you must come to realize something very, very important. For you to become all that God has called you to be, for you to actualize your God's plans and purposes for your life, you must walk in the consciousness of whom you are called to be. So, to walk in that consciousness, your body, your mind, and soul has to be in an alignment with the Spirit of God. If there's a disalignment, you can you can never fulfill purpose. That's why you see people suffer from spiritual torment. That's the battle of the soul. You see people suffer from uh, mental health. That's the battle of the mind. You see people suffer from diseases. That's the battle of physical body. So, mental health is not a spiritual battle. Mental health is more of the battle of the mind. It's about the fact that you're not subjected the mind that you have to the authority of a particular strong a, a uh, authority, which is either Jesus or whatever it is that you, be, that you don't want to assume that you believe in. <laughs> you can't have that. So that's why the Bible says, subject your mind to the authority of Jesus Christ. The only way to triumph over life's difficulty is to understand one thing. If your life from cradle to grave had been elapsed by heaven, that means that you know, a day before God is like 1,000 years. He has seen the start and the end of your life already. So, that should give you confidence in a God that can, that can orchestrate tens of thousands or millions of years zillions of years and in those instances the probability of success is guaranteed the probability of success is guaranteed so with his spirit hovering over your mind body and soul you can do everything god can would have you do on the face of the earth you can have access to everything god will have access access to on the face of the earth whatsoever cannot stop god can stop you if your spirit if your body mind and soul is in alignment with god's spirit if god's spirit is one nourishing your soul it is showing your mind and trust me god's spirit can be nourishing your soul and your mind is not nourished <laughs> what i mean by that some people can be you know dedicated to learning his ways and all those things trying to read their bible trying to reacquaint themselves with the operating system of the kingdom but the issue is this 
your mind works in alignment to the commands that your soul believes in. Do you hear that? Your mind works in alignment to what you really believe in. So, sometimes you confess something and you have a negative confession in the next minute. It's probably because there's a syntax error. You are trying to convey belief and fear in the same uh, scenario, which is which is contrary. You know, that's why you see people or psychologists tell you that um, the right words you use to construct um, how you communicate matter in your manifestation plan, which is true, which is why you see that God is deliberate with every single word that comes out of his mouth. When they asked him, who is he? He said, I am that I am. He didn't describe himself. He said, I am that I am. I am whatever it is that you call me that I am. <laughs> so basically, the essence of you being well, your mind, body, and soul, is to have that synergy, just like the Trinity, to be able to be firm in our world, to be able to carry out your life's design and blueprint. And trust me, your life's design does not, might not really um, might not really have changed in, 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 in what sense? For instance, some people were already in their line of or in their place of assignment before they found their belief or probably what it is that they believe concrete. Some people stumbled on whatever it is that they became by virtue of you know God's intuition or conscience in them. And you know, the Bible says the gifts of God are without repentance. So you can function in an office or hold a calling and you are not actually recognized by God. So the recognition you need is a relationship with God, that's all. The idea of having a relationship with God is for the spirit to over over your the operating system of your mind, your your body and soul, to make them to be synchronous, to be in sync, such that you can be able to show up anywhere in, in this life, and after and 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 after life, knowing that you are a candidate of God's nature. Shikina, Sefini. You see. The day you find your identity, you can walk into any room as yourself. You know, nobody can tell you to do what it is that is not in your design, and you will do it. Even with a gun pointing to your head, you will do what it is that you are designed to do. I tell you for free. The day you walk in your higher purpose, you will look at death and ease. You look at certain things and know that you are living in your highest element. You are living in sync with God. You, you, are, you know, you are living in your best nature. And that doesn't mean that in your best nature you don't make mistakes. Don't get it twisted. That's why you're called an human being. 
and human being is about continuous improvement. That's why the Bible says the path of the just will shine brighter, brighter until the perfect day. It's about continuous improvement. You're not going to be able to just arrive at a rock solid relationship with God. He has to be with uh, it's a journey of continuous improvement, dedication, commitment, you know. And you just, it's as simple as you dedicating time to what matters in your life. If you, the same way you, are, you dedicate time to your friends, you check on them or your family and all those things, you check in on God or check in with God at every juncture of your day. Maybe you have a dedicated time, you have a quiet time where you just get in sync with your creator and have a bliss day. So, in conclusion, the most powerful species on our world are people who have their body, mind, and soul in sync with their assignment, with their purposes. And, you know, your body, mind, and soul makes it impossible for you to sway from your will as in from the will to get things done. So for you to carry out God's will, your body, mind, and soul must be able to align with God's will because those three navigate your will through life. Your will to make decisions, your will to make sound decisions. So if God's will is breathing on you, you know, I said somewhere, um, okay, it was where I was listening to a message and I realized something. He said, he just jumped at me and I realized that if you don't know God, you will do things anyhow or you will do what you know to be right. But if you know God, you will do what God knows to be right. And that is the difference between as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the, are the sons of God. Those that know God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. That's the difference between every other person. So if you know God, you do what God knows. If you don't know God, you will do what you think is best or right for you. Do you get the point now? So the idea of you having a relationship with God is for your optimal living. It's for you to have a rock-solid body, mind, and soul. And trust me, the prosperity of body, mind, and soul is the most powerful resource you can ever have. So in the subsequent broadcast, we'll be talking about um, the wellness of true prosperity to continue from where we stopped. So heads bowed and eyes closed. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the Spirit of God overs over your soul, your mind, your body to receive true wellness, true wellness, total well-being. That you may be able to make sound decisions. That you may be able to face your life with answers at every juncture of issues and challenges. That you may be able to solve problems in your life and in the life of others to the glory of God and to the benefit of your own well-being. That's how you'll be rewarded financially when you solve problems for others. I pray over you, over your mind, over your body, over your soul, that the Spirit of God overs on it right now. And it is in sync with God's perfect will. So God's will has become your will. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Walk in your consciousness. Walk in who God created you to be. And let God's name alone be glorified. Have a blessed weekend. Cheers.